the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Strike fears mount as railroad workers union members reject the latest contract offer. So this has the potential to have a a huge impact on just about every business out there. The Pentagon urges soldiers struggling to feed their families to apply for welfare. Uh, We're since COVID started. We've delivered almost 4 million pounds of food to about 75,000 families. Social security benefits could jump 8.7% next year in the largest hike since 1981. They could see the largest raise in cost of living adjustments in 40 years. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, September 15th. I'm Mike Scott. The White House and businesses across the country are preparing for the possibility of a nationwide railroad strike that may come by the end of the week. Talks are continuing between the railroads and their unions. However, railroad companies are already starting to curtail some shipments of hazardous material and have also announced that they will stop hauling refrigerated products ahead of the strike deadline on Friday. Meantime, Biden administration officials are trying to come up with a plan to use trucks, ships, and planes to keep most of the crucial chemicals and other goods moving if the railroads stop rolling. But a growing number of business groups are lobbying Congress to be prepared to intervene and block a strike if they can't reach an agreement. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says talks between rail companies and the unions must continue to try and head off a strike. The shutdown of our freight rail system is unacceptable uh, outcome for our economy and the American people and all parties must work to avoid just that. Jean-Pierre says rail companies and unions have to keep talking. They have been able to come uh, together and negotiate in the past and that's what we're expecting this time around as well. Daybreak Insider correspondent Josh Funk reports a strike would cause major problems for commerce and travel. The railroads haul so much freight for so many different businesses, and they serve every single port. So this has the potential to have a a huge impact on just about every business out there. It has the potential to impact passenger railroads and Amtrak as well. More than half of the commuter railroads in Amtrak use tracks that are owned by the freight railroads. Funk says that all the major freight railroads may go on strike Friday, and that will have a major impact in most states. Those railroads are based all across the country, but they have tracks in every single state um, and they serve businesses in every industry delivering raw materials that factories use and refineries need to make gasoline. They also deliver a lot of consumer products, food, uh, imported goods, and the packages that we all deliver, we count on from UPS and FedEx. Funk reports a strike will also cause economic distress up and down the supply chain. Business groups say that a railroad strike could worsen inflation, lead to price increases, and 
potentially force a lot of businesses to shut down and maybe even lay off workers if they can't get the materials they need from railroads. Refineries are saying uh, this could affect gas prices if they can't get the shipments of uh, oil and ethanol that they use to make gasoline. A lot of that moves across rails. And in fact, Funk goes on to explain that the strike's impacts would not be limited just to business and commerce. Amtrak has already started canceling some of its trains across the country because they're wasn't going to be time for them to reach their destination before the strike deadline. And commuter railroads are warning their passengers that they could see big impacts on Friday if there is a strike. Interventions by the Transportation Department and the U.S. Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh, may have resulted in a deal that may prevent a railroad strike before it starts. The Secretary of Labor tweeting out, and Daybreak Insider has confirmed that after 20 hours of ongoing negotiations, rail companies and union negotiators have brokered that tentative deal to possibly avoid that strike. In the Scandinavian country of Sweden, results of their recent elections raising some eyebrows due to the fact that with over 99% of the ballots counted, the Swedish election authority reported that the conservative bloc had won 176 of 349 seats in Parliament. Paul Rees of France 24 explains that the moderate and left-wing parties have been overtaken. As uh, Magdalena Anderson um, conceded uh, defeat just, just in the last hour, now the leader of the right-wing coalition uh, is looking at is Ulf Christensen of the Moderate Party. That Moderate Party has been overtaken as the second biggest party in Sweden. Rees says that the right-wing bloc has been growing over the past few years. A couple of elections back only had about 5% of the votes, now got about 20% of the votes. They will expect to play a large part in any government that is put together. Reese explains that the right-wing Democrats believe they gain momentum due to the leftist politicians inundating the country with refugees that were never fully integrated. I was at a, at a rally of uh, Jimmy Jorksen, the leader of the uh, Sweden Democrats, the day before the election in Stockholm. He says uh, that Sweden used to, used to be going in the right direction, had a good welfare state, had a reasonable uh, immigration policy, although a generous one. And he now claims that the left, leftist parties in Sweden have tried to save the world. You know, in the last 10, 10 years, there's been about uh, a million new Swedes uh, living in Sweden, partly due to the refugee crisis of uh, five years ago or so. And he says that that uh, mass immigration has taken Sweden in the wrong direction. In fact, Madeleine Andersson, the outgoing prime minister, said just in the last hour that Sweden had failed to integrate people. The bloc of conservative and right-wing parties agreed to support a government led by the center-right moderate party, but not one led by Swedish Democrats on the left wing. That means the new government is expected to be led by the head of the moderate bloc, who would become prime minister in a minority administration. A new report causing shock among many. According to that report, the U.S. Army has released guidance for soldiers as they fight inflation, including a suggestion that they take advantage 
of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, commonly known as food stamps. This news comes as President Biden visited the Detroit Auto Show to promote expensive electric vehicles only a day after celebrating the passage of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. News Nation's Leland Vitter took issue with what he believes is the Biden administration's lack of focus. Inflation is now so bad, Congress is so dysfunctional, that the average American soldier cannot afford to feed his family. So what are we doing? Well, today, President Biden visited Detroit to talk about creating union jobs, installing electric car charging stations. If we can't pay our soldiers enough to feed their families, why are we talking about electric cars? Vinner reads the letter that the Army sent to soldiers that suggests that military members who are unable to feed their families should apply for SNAP benefits. Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Grinston He wrote a letter to the enlisted ranks acknowledging soldiers struggling to feed their families. This is what the letter said. SNAP is a U.S. government program that provides benefits to eligible low-income individuals and families via an electronic benefits transfer card that can be used like a debit card to purchase eligible food in authorized retail stores. This is the Army Sergeant Major in his suggestion to service members who can't feed their families. He says they may be eligible to determine qualification. Don't go see your commander in the Army. No, the Army won't help you with this. Go visit the SNAP website or call the SNAP SNAP information line. The 1-800 number is provided. Vitter goes on to explain that while America is sending millions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, some soldiers are worried about feeding their families. Think about this. There are right now people wearing the U.S. uniform wearing the American flag, delivering weapons, say, to Ukraine. Americans are giving billions of dollars of weapons to Ukraine. The soldiers who are delivering them are worried about putting food on the, fa- on the table for their family. Retired Rear Admiral Charles Williams says that in the last three years, they've been delivering a lot of food to military installations. I think, you know, Armed Services YMCA has been at the forefront of Uh, working through and and toward food security, food support for our military families for several years. I would tell you that in the last three years during COVID, uh, or since COVID started, we've delivered almost 4 million pounds of food to about 75,000 families through 22 delivery sites on 53 different military installations. Williams also states that while the next Defense Authorization Act will include a pay raise for soldiers, it falls short due to inflation. Well, I think that's especially important in this inflationary environment that we're in right now. And that's part of the point that Sergeant Major Grinston has made. I'm very happy to see that you know, we're looking at a 4.3% pay increase in the next uh, National Defense Authorization Act. I think there is more that can be done. And the 4.3% is definitely progress, but it's not enough to make up for some years past. And it's not enough to make up for this particular inflationary. Yeah, no, 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 no. If you think about it, food's up 13.5 percent, uh, the most that it's been up uh, since the early 80s. Additionally, the Army noted that soldiers can also seek financial assistance from the Army Emergency Relief nonprofit organization. That helps service members and their families via grants and interest-free loans. 
Kentucky Senator Rand Paul is accusing White House medical advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci of denying the fundamental premise of immunology. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew has more on this developing story. During a Senate hearing on monkeypox, Paul took time to ask why Fauci is calling on parents to vaccinate their children against COVID, even if they've already been infected. He played a 2004 C-SPAN clip of Fauci then advising people who'd had the flu not to get a vaccine and that infection was the best protection. Fauci responded he supports basic immunology, but also believes a vaccine can give previously infected people what he calls an extra boost of protection against COVID. Bob Agner reporting. Georgia Democrat gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams joined The View on Wednesday and was praised for not conceding her election in 2018. However, Abrams denied that she didn't concede the race. Now, when you lost in 2018, you didn't traditionally concede, which I appreciated, because you cited voter suppression. Are you confident that this will be a free and fair collection and, uh, um, sorry, um, election and not a repeat performance of what happened before? So I, I appreciate the, the question and the framing. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. Uh, And there is this clip that's going around, and it shows me saying that we won. And what I was referring to was that we won in terms of communities that were long left out of the electoral process. However, many on the Internet were quick to dig up her past statements, proving that Abrams wasn't quite telling the truth. We won. You refused to concede and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not a free and fair election. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. You uh, notably did not concede. I did not. Okay, you acknowledged that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp joined Fox News and says, in his opinion, Georgians will understand in the upcoming election who is best for their state. But I think the real rift with the Democrats, especially people that are just left to center and people in the middle, is, you know, they wanted our economy opened up. She criticized that when I did that. They wanted our kids back in the classroom, which is where the data in the Trump administration and the Biden administration says they need to be. She was opposed to that. She criticized me suspending the gas tax and sending a billion dollars of Georgia taxpayers' money back to them to help them fight through 40-year high inflation. And they certainly haven't forgotten her pressuring and pulling the woke cancel culture tactics on Major League Baseball to get the All-Star game moved. And so I think Georgians realize who's fighting for them. Abrams has consistently accused Governor Brian Kemp of suppressing voter turnout, even though PolitiFact of the Pointer Institute showed there was no evidence of voter suppression in her 2018 race against Kemp. Almost 70 million Americans who receive Social Security benefits would get an average bump of $1,729 next year, which, for most, would amount to the biggest increase ever. Because of current inflation trends, 
The Social Security Administration is likely to boost monthly payments by about 8.7%. That would mark the highest increase since 1981. And the folks that get Social Security checks, they depend on cost of living adjustments. They're tied to interest rates, and they could see the largest raise in cost of living adjustments in 40 years. And not coincidentally, it's the highest uh, inflation that we've seen in more than 40 years. Those two things are tied together. July, August, and September, that is the third quarter of every economic year. And the cost of living adjustment that folks get takes into account the inflation average from these three months. If it were over today. If the third quarter were over as of now, that would be an 8.7% increase uh, or cost of living adjustment. What does that mean? That means if you were getting $1,650, well, you're going to get about $150 more now per month. NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre may be in some trouble due to newly released text messages that seemed to show that the football great was involved in a welfare scam that allegedly diverted money from the poor to instead pay for a volleyball facility at the school where his daughter played the sport. The messages were released in a court filing that also showed that Favre wanted promises from a nonprofit executive that the public would never learn about the deal he was making for Southern Mississippi. Byron Brown of News Nation says while the Mississippi governor tried to say that Favre wasn't really involved in the scheme, turns out the NFL great had some knowledge. I think it's a it, big time flashpoint of uh, these text messages that come out because you know the governor has been saying that he really wasn't involved uh, in uh, what was going on with this uh, with the case here and really kind of pushing back on uh, what's happening that he's had some distance now he was considered the whistleblower what the uh, state auditor said and now we're finding out that the governor might have been more involved than what he's really alleging to to have uh, said now, he talked with MississippiToday.org which is Anna Wolf who's really been the lead investigator in all of this, and he spent like three hours talking to her saying that he really had nothing to do with this, and now we're finding out that he might have been more involved with the sex messages coming out. So really, when you when you see the interaction that was going on, uh, to see the former governor, uh, what he was saying, uh, and, and his involvement with Brett Favre and Nancy New, uh, now you're kind of an aha moment here that, well, what was the governor's role really with all this going on with the, uh, the TANF funding? Brown says there may be more information that may come to light soon, that could possibly point to at least some civil wrongdoing on Favre's part. Uh, but whether those criminal charges, or more people will face criminal charges, that's still up in the air. Uh, you know, there's going to be some federal investigators that are involved in all this. So we're going to see what the feds do, because at the state level, we don't know how far that will go. But with the feds getting involved, who knows uh, who's all going to face tr- more charges there. But, uh, you know, Nancy New now is had her plea deal, and, and basically she is uh, kind of uh, putting a lot, a lot out there of all those who were, who were involved in this. So we're only going to see how this all plays out in the long run. Uh, but, uh, you know, what happens with the governor, what happens with Brett Favre, what happens to other players involved in this, uh, we're really going to have to stay tuned here. Favre has said publicly that he did not know the funds were welfare dollars and that he believes he did nothing wrong. In fact, he paid back the $1.1 million that was given to him directly, but the state auditor says he still owes about $228,000 in interest. And finally, a passenger on a Polish Airlines flight has recorded the moment a window cracked mid-flight, sending panic throughout the aircraft. 
TikTok user Tristan, who was on board the Polish Airlines flight from Warsaw to New York, released footage of that incident. It showed a window had cracked in several places, causing passengers in the road to scramble from their seats to safety. Now, that aircraft was able to safely land in New York City. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.